Hey now, welcome to Bad in the Boondocks. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Stan. And I'm Drew. As always, we are super glad that you're here. Yes. Um, It's really nice. We are actually back at our home in Finally. South Carolina. And it's really nice to be back home recording in our quote-unquote <laughs> studio. studio. <laughs> Supposedly studio. But we've been in motel rooms the past two episodes, so we're back Feeling good. I'm feeling fine. All righty. Please, I will. I love and thank y'all so much. Um, The people that left us some five-star reviews this past two weeks um, on Apple iTunes or the Apple Podcast, whatever it is. I don't have Apple. Yeah, I don't either. But I do like apple cider. But there were... What does that have to do with it? There were a couple of people, they left really great reviews, so please keep those coming. It really does help the show out. If if you do anything besides subscribe and listen, that would be the thing to do. Please leave a good review on whatever platform that you're using. Yes, we love to hear them. Just love it. Also, I'm right now in the process of making a online store. It will be on our website. There we will have merch for y'all. What will we be selling, Stanley? Well, since you interrupt every time I'm saying something, which is <laughs> I know very we'll, annoying, I know then we'll, here we go. I know that we'll sell shirts. Maybe. I will tell that after I'm finished talking about the store, so you really don't have to interrupt me all okay. the time. Okay. Well, anyways, you continue on that. There we will have cups, koozies, shirts, as well as hats, Cool beans. And more to come in the future, maybe. All right. That's pretty cool. Um, Let's see. Another thing. Nope. No other things. Uh, well, oh, you can visit yeah, our Patreon. Yeah, you can visit our Patreon. Um, You can also follow us on Twitter. Maybe leave us like a comment or something like that. And um, also, you can follow us on Instagram as well. Hold on. Do we even do go to Instagram? I well, know I don't. Well, ma- mainly it's just the Twitter. Okay. So, and so, Facebook. I check yeah, Facebook all the time. And Facebook. And Facebook. Or yes. you can just email us at badintheboondocks at gmail.com. All right. Okay. All righty then. I do believe that it is my turn to go first this time. That is Stan the Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. No, I meant like, mm. Like, I meant like, mm -mm, mm -mm, (laughs) mm -mm. okay. Mm -mm. All right, I got you. I feel you. Yeah, you caught my, I threw it out there and you caught my Stand mad going first. Okay, whatever. Okay, let's get into it. All right. Well, today I will be talking about Gary Michael Hilton. Really? Yeah, I chose to do a Carolina story. This is North Carolina, even though he was born in Florida, and we have a few other states, but they're all southern states. Sure. But um, a lot of people request for more southern stuff. And I yeah, I know. Deliver, it's a, it's and a little Stan bit. the man oh delivers. Because it's a little bit weirder. But, anyways, I also had a little southern case for you as well so i deliver as well just deliver slate <laughs> whatever or premature okay anyway you continue well you know as well as the risks of blisters exposure getting lost mm, boredom 
on the trail. Injury attacks by wild animals by bears. What are you going with this? Altitude sickness. What does that have to do with anything? When you venture out into the great outdoors, there is the remote chance you could be one of the unlucky ones who bumps into a serial killer. That is true. Gary Michael Hilton, 71, the so-called National Forest Serial Killer, is notorious for committing a series of murders in the wilderness area, some involving hikers between 2007 and 2008. The murder of Meredith Emerson is an incredible story of a woman who bravely fought off a depraved maniac and managed to stay alive for over three days in his company. Her killing ultimately led to his arrest. Please quit telling me to come closer to the mic. I'm looking at <laughs> the sound. To. I know what I need to do. Thank you. Okay, whatever. Keep going. Every podcast, you just, it's just, <laughs> like he has Tourette's. <laughs> May I continue? Go ahead. Thank you. Fuck you, too. In 2007, Hilton killed John and Irene Bryant. They were 80 and 84 years old in North Carolina's Pisgot National Forest. Cheryl Hodges Dunlap, 46 years old in Florida's Apalachicola National Forest. And in 2008, brutally murdered Meredith Hope Emerson, 24, in Georgia's Chattahoochee National Forest. Way down yonder on Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than... Okay. <laughs> Prior to this, he is believed to have killed Rosanna Miliani, 26, and Michael Lewis, 27, and possibly many others, as it seems unlikely he would have begun his murder spree that late in his life at 71. But, you know, I mean, some people was like... That is pretty old. Yeah, but maybe it was a bucket list thing. You know how people have all these things they want to do and they put them on their bucket list for when they retire? Maybe he retired late and he's like, hope. I want to kill huh. some people. Yeah. Time to try to cross that off of my bucket list. You know? I guess You so. get it? You, you yeah, hear me? I understand, you feel me? but I mean, like, who want that on their bucket list besides him? Well, I'm not saying it ain't on mine. I'm just Shut kidding. Ha! <laughs> no, I, I believe it really is. Okay, anyway, I have a bucket list, not a bucket list. <laughs> what the? He was sentenced to life in prison in Georgia. On January 31st, 2008, he was sentenced to death in Florida on April 21st of 2011, and he was sentenced to four life sentences in North Carolina on April 25th, 2013. Well, in 1959, when he was 13 years old, Gary Hilton shot and wounded Nilo DeBag. (laughs) DeBag. (laughs) His stepfather, who in Gary's mind had taken away his mother. He decided to give his stepson a second chance and refused to press charges. If it was me, pressing the charges. I know. Instead, Gary was sent to a local mental hospital and was later released. But despite the crime in 1963, 
17-year-old Gary Hilton successfully enlisted in the U.S. Army and sent to West Germany as part of the Davy Crockett Platoon. I'm just going to say right now, and I've never been in the Army, can't handle it, okay? I I have depression and mental health issues, so I'll be like, nope, can't serve, thank you very much, move on. But it seems to me that the Army and Navy and Air Force don't screen their people very well. They really, I think that they just let whoever wants to join come in. But who who really knows, you know? It's a mystery. It really is. Stay tuned next week <laughs> while we solve the mystery. A few years into his service, Hilton began hearing voices and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. He was put into another mental hospital and was given an honorable discharge. He left the Army in 1967. After this, he married three times, but he had no children. Somebody's shooting blanks. In 1969, to sue into Cobb County, Georgia. Divorced in 1971 in Miami, Florida. Then on the 24th of August in 1977 to Dinah Yvonne Baugh. In DeKalb County, Georgia, and divorced on this May 16th of 1978. And the third time was in 1979 to Betty Sue Edwards, oh, a security Betty. officer for Atlanta's Stone Mountain Park. Divorced October 24th, 1979. Okay. Hilton was a lover of the outdoors and often went out with his dog, Dandy. Come here, Dandy. What is wrong with you? This would become his killing ground as others enjoyed hikes in the forest and mountains of the southern United States. Samuel Rael, a lawyer and the producer of the 1995 independent movie Deadly Run, said Hilton, a formal legal client of his, came up with the plot of the movie, which is about a serial killer who holds women captive in the woods. So y'all go and watch that if you want to. Oh, my Lord. That's probably... <laughs> the plot summary of the movie, respected and very wealthy Atlanta, Georgia area realtor Bobby Wilson has a wife, son, and daughter, but does some things unknown to them. He has a cabin on a rural track 200 miles to the north to where he often flies his airplane carrying abducted minimally, minimally... Attached females who he there releases as game and fatally hunts them. A girlfriend of a victim convinces a cop to help close in on Bobby. Meredith Emerson from Buford, Georgia. I love to say that. Buford from Buford. Decided to go for a hike with her dog, Ella, on January 1st, New Year's Day of 2008 to Blood Mountain in the Chattahoochee National Forest. The place name of the location of her hike was to become apt. Blood Mountain is the highest peak on the Georgia section of the Appalachian Trail and the sixth tallest mountain in Georgia, with an elevation of 4,458 feet. It is located on the border of Lumpkin County with Union County, and is within the boundaries of the Chattahoochee National Forest and the Blood Mountain Wilderness. 
It's hot in here. Meredith left a message for a roommate on the chalkboard saying, Taking Ella hiking. Hope you have fun. When Meredith didn't show up for work on January 2nd, her friends and boyfriend became concerned and began a search of areas she had marked in various hiking books. They eventually came across Meredith's car parked in the Blood Mountain Trailhead area. Meredith appeared to have met Gary and his dog Dandy on the trail and struck up a conversation whilst walking together. At some point, Hilton attacked Meredith with a knife, but she bravely fought back. She was a blue belt in Kyukido. What? Kyukido. <laughs> it's related to Taekwondo, I think. This is Kyukido. I don't think that's how you say it. I do believe it is. It's K-Y-U-K-I-D-O. K-Y-U. Kyukido. Kyukido or something like that. Kukido, it whatever. sounds better. <laughs> okay, whatever, you go ahead. <laughs> Having studied at AKF Athens, Georgia. But eventually she was overcome as Hilton also carried a police baton. <laughs> a police baton. <laughs> On that same day, Sorry. Same day. On that same day, <laughs> hiker and ex-cop Seth Blankenship was walking the trail and noted it had been torn up like there had been a fight with water bottles, a leather dog leash, sunglasses, a police baton, and a women's hair barrette on the ground. Minutes earlier, Blankenship saw a toothless elderly man with a sheathed police baton walking near a young woman carrying that leash. Wow. Now, doesn't that just sound like pure sex appeal? A toothless elderly man. <laughs> that That is... With a dog all, named Dandy. That is all for you. I th- you really go for those types of people. Dandy. Dandy. He mistakenly thought they might be a father and daughter. He got a gut feeling something was wrong after finding the scattered gear oh, and spoke to Bill Clawson, another hiker who was with his son and then fiance. What? Well, that didn't really do anything for the case if, oh, you had a bad feeling about something was wrong. No, he had a gut feeling. Well, but whatever. that could have been a fart. <laughs> it could have been. Or could have been needing to take a poo-poo. I don't know. Sometimes my gut feels a little tumble around oh, my lord. When I have to take a homely, homely. <laughs> okay. The things that you say, I will never understand. They had spotted a scruffy man hiding in the woods. The man seemed impatient, as if waiting for the family to leave. Clawson and Blankenship walked back to where they had seen the stranger, but with no luck. Blankenship continued the search until dusk, and Clawson left the items found on the trail at a local store. Why did they pick the stuff up? They're stupid. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And wasn't one of these like a police or something? I don't know, but why would you pick... Ex-cop. He was an ex-cop. Why Should he not know better? crap up? I don't understand Should that. he not know better? Guess not. I don't understand. 
Anyway, both men neither called the police with their suspicions because oh they God, are because really they smart. are so bad, ain't they? I question the smartness of these people. <laughs> I do too. I question the smartiness of it. <laughs> they should eat more smarties. No, they should. The Union County Sheriff's Office and other local emergency personnel conducted the first search after Meredith was reported missing. Then the Georgia Bureau of Investigation was asked for assistance on the evening of January 2nd, 2008. The GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigation, yes, is an independent statewide agency that provides assistance to the state's criminal justice system in the area of criminal investigations, forensics, laboratory services, and computerized criminal justice information. Wow. Just in case you were wondering. Clawson saw a TV. Golly. <laughs> Quit doing that. That is the most country I have ever heard you say. I t- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That sounds like No, I said TV. <laughs> Clawson saw a TV bulletin about Meredith's disappearance and called the sheriff with the information about what he had seen a day earlier. And on the morning of January 3rd, authorities held a news conference to announce a person of interest in the case, a man hiking with a dog. John Tabor was watching CNN before lunchtime and realized he knew the suspect. Gary Hilton had done marketing work for his house siding business, Insulated Wall Systems. For the last 10 years, and he gave authorities Hilton's details and that he drove a white Chevrolet Astro van with a certain <laughs> tag number. Astro van. <laughs> <laughs> While Hilton was at the Huddle House restaurant in Marble Hill and too old, he was too good for the Waffle House. Exactly. He had to go to the Huddle House. And two hours after the GBI interviewed Tabor by phone, Hilton called him. First from a cell phone and minutes later from a payphone at the restaurant to ask for money. He told Tabor to leave a check for him at a DeKalb County business Tabor owned. Surprisingly, Tabor didn't report the conversation to the authorities, blaming fear, and it was only about 6.30 p.m., an agent was informed when he called Tabor for follow-up information. Now, that is total BS to me because he did contact the police saying that he knew who it was. Exactly. Then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I was too scared. Yeah, I'm too scared. I forgot the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, DeKalb County Police headed to the business, but Hilton never showed up to pick up the money. During the late afternoon newscast, authorities released Hilton's name and photo to the public. On January 4th, a lawn care truck got struck, got stuck by a stream near where Hilton and Emerson were camped. The driver, Michael Andrews, walked toward Hilton to ask for help. Seeing the driver, Hilton jumped from a chair and headed toward him as if trying to keep Andrews away from the van. Andrews then called police to help get his truck unstuck. 
Learning this, Hilton hurriedly loaded his van and drove the crap off. Meredith survived for nearly 72 hours after being kidnapped by Hilton. Held captive in his van as he drove town to town unsuccessfully trying to withdraw money from her Wachovia bank account using three different ATM machines. Each time she gave him bad PIN numbers, causing failed transactions and a record of their location. She was a smart chick. I, start, I would start getting pretty angry. Like, just give me the freaking... Right well, that might be what kept her alive. But if it was me, I honestly might be couldn't remember my PIN number. I know. Right? <laughs> and so I would be like, seriously, I'm trying here. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but that was pretty smart to give locations of where they were going. Exactly. But it sucks because she ends up dying. Yeah, I know. But and it's she, like, you really do not even, you wish that you hadn't lived those 72 hours because that was nothing but torture. Exactly. But anyway. Hilton then returned to the forest to bludgeon her to death and decapitate her. Mm. That went serious real fast. I know. And a quick Bennett, didn't it? Yeah. He just bludgeoned her and decapitated her. Just like that. That's bad. Three strikes. That's sad. He let Meredith's dog Ella go. Oh my lord! Unfortunately, agents. What if? What if? What if? She, what if she ran back to the police? <laughs> and told. Him. I'm just playing. Keep on going. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. That's the best I could come up with. Shut wow. up. Wow. Go. She had no head. Oh, the dog? <laughs> the dog. The dog can't talk. It's a dog. I was just picking. I don't think you were. Oh, my goodness. I well, thought you were talking about Ella. No, I, about, I mean, sometimes you feel like the dog can sort of talk. My dog can. It feels like that, don't it? No, it doesn't feel like it, but, it, but I know that he talked to you whenever he tore up your foot today. Yeah, he bit through my pinky toenail. Yeah. Unfortunately, agents did not get a record of Emerson's ATM card withdrawals until January 4th when it was way too late. Seems like they're not doing a whole lot, are they? Well, the ex-cop like picked up all the stuff from the crime scene exactly. and left it at a store, did not call the police. And then the other guy knew who it was, but then decided not mm, to I don't, call. I don't even know. But on January 4th of 2008, a witness at a Chevron gas station called to cop camp police and stated that the guy you're looking for is cleaning out his van. The police quickly arrived on scene and were able to stop the accused before he could bleach the entire interior of the van. Mm -hmm. I'm going so country fine. I know that. Crime scene analyst obtained blood evidence that was matched to Emerson's DNA. And Gary Michael Hilton was subsequently arrested and charged with Emerson's murder. End of the story. Not. Not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that movie is so freaking funny. What? Borat. Oh, yeah, it is. My name is Borat. My name is... Where did that come from? What? Borat? Yeah. The movie. I know, but why did you just bring that up? Because you said not. 
Oh, not. Not. Is <laughs> my sister's whore, you know? Oh, my sister's a whore. <laughs> not. You know, a prostitute. Uh, <laughs> she, her, her chocha. <laughs> it's like a big bush. Hedge <laughs> trimmers in here. Okay, the prosecution agreed to take the death penalty off the table if Hilton would lead investigators to her body. Hilton agreed and successfully led investigators to Emerson's body. Yeah, but you don't actually have to do that. You know that, right? What? Like, you can tell them that you're doing it, but not actually Right, but then if you don't do it, then they take, then they will do the death penalty for you. So, if you don't do your part, they don't do their part. No, what I'm saying is the police can very easily just lie to you and say that you're that they're going to do it, but right. not. That would just be dirty, though. That'd be a dirty, dirty, so? dirty South. So? I'd do that. Okay, whatever. Hilton claimed he had asked Emerson for her debit card pin and that when she failed to give him the correct number, he kept her for four days before killing her and cutting her head completely off. Wow. Hilton stated that when it came to the woman herself, quote, it was hard. You got to remember, we'd spent several good days together, unquote. Oh, my Lord. On January, wait, was that Gary talking? No. (laughs) On January 30th, 2008, Gary Hilton pleaded guilty to the murder of Emerson. He was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of for parole in 30 years. Cheryl Hodges Dunlap, 46 years old, disappeared on December the 1st of 2007 in the Apicola National Forest. Apicola. Apicola. And you mispronounced that other name, too, what? that was at the beginning. What? can't remember what it was. Something. What was it? Um, oh, my gosh. What was it? It was like, I think it was some kind of mountain. What was it? I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Chattahoochee. Appalachian? No. Well, that's all I've done. No, you said something else, but it was the wrong. It was pronounced wrong. Appalachian? Chicola. <laughs> Apalachicola. 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 That's it. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not send a one star review saying I can't read, okay? I Apala- know. Two tears in a bucket, mother F it, okay? Apalachicola. <laughs> she lived in Crawfordville, south of Tallahassee, and was a nurse in Florida State University's health. Students Center. She was a mother of two grown-up kids and a devoted member of the evangelical evangelical. Good lord, <laughs> you are really being country today. Christian River of Life Church. How can you not with that name? The Christian River of Life Church. Okay. After failing to arrive at church to teach her Sunday school class, which was very unusual, and also did not show up for work on Monday morning at the 
Thagard Student Health Center at Florida State University. Cheryl was reported missing on December the 3rd. On December the 4th, Cheryl's Toyota Camry was found with a flat tire on Crawfordville Highway, parked just outside the park's entrance, just before the Wakula County Line. No lie, that is the name. Wakula. Wakula. On the southbound shoulder of U.S. Highway 319, she may have been attempting to flag someone down for assistance when she was abducted. The Apalachicola National Forest is the largest U.S. national forest in the state of Florida. Is with it? 632,890 acres. On December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, security camera footage showed a man in a rubber mask attempting to use Dunlap's bank card at area ATMs. The images showed a tall, thin man apparently wearing gloves, a hat, and some sort of mask in an obvious attempt to hide his identity as he draws money from an ATM machine. Money was withdrawn, suggesting that the person in the surveillance footage knew Dunlap's PIN number. Well, no crap. Yeah. Detectives staked out the ATM location for a week, but the suspect did not return to the bank. About 180 people turned out on Saturday, December the 8th, to search a wooded area near where her car was found, but they did not locate Cheryl. On December the 15th, hunters in the Apalachicola Park near Bloxham Cutoff Road noticed buzzards picking over a human body, and on closer inspection, they saw that both hands and the head were missing. Those stupid buzzards. The head and the hands were missing. That's pretty bad. Following the arrest of Hilton for Meredith Emerson's murder, he confessed to Cheryl's killing when presented with compelling evidence of his involvement, including his attempted disposal of one of Cheryl's boots at the dumpster at the time he was put into custody. Why did he have one boot trying to get rid of it? Does that make any sense to you? Oh, I bet you Maybe he was, was a missing- freak and he would like lick it and sniff it while he was doing the nasty Maybe to himself. Maybe she was missing a leg. Quit being so discriminatory. Oh, that's true. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. Because I don't know if she was or not. I don't know. You never know. It didn't say she ran away. Exactly. I'm so sorry. No disrespect, people. In 2011, Hilton was tried for Cheryl Dunlap's murder and was sentenced to... Death. Death. Yeah, but I thought that... Death. I thought that he got... Death, 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 death. I thought that he got life. Yes, he did in the other state. Oh. But this is Florida. Then why did he even try, you know? And here we've got another coming. On October... (laughs) I just heard what I said. You got another coming. Wow. On October 21st, 2007, John and Irene Bryant encountered Hilton while hiking in the Pisgah National Forest in the Appalachian Mountains of Western North Carolina. Do you have a vibrator? (laughs) That's my phone. Right, right. 
that does explain a lot of the faces you've been making, though. <laughs> Dude, what? Hilton, and I did say I had another one coming. Oh, my Lord. Hilton killed Irene Bryant. <coughs> oh, God. Using, sorry, using blunt force, and her body was later found by authorities several yards from where the couple had parked their car. You know what? But then first people could have stopped this, you know? Yes, I do know. They could have stopped it, and the Huddle House man could have stopped it because he didn't like Waffle House. Exactly. He could stop this, and he must have been very discriminatory against IHOP because he didn't go to IHOP neither. IHOP was a little too uh, <laughs> It's a class. little too expensive for him. Yeah, IHOP is kind of expensive. Yeah, actually, yeah it actually is. Waffle House is number one, then you go to Huddle, then, then IHOP. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm okay. 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 Well, Hilton then kidnapped her husband, took his ATM card. What does ATM stand for, Drew? I'm just curious if you. Animatronic. T- <laughs> automatic transaction. Man. Mm. Myself. <laughs> I don't know. Manufacturer. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> what does that actually mean? Auto Auto Transaction Machine. What? Automatic transaction machine. Well, I did get the automatic part right. You said animatronic. No, I said automatic. First you said animatronic. I'm pretty sure I, I did heard not an- say animatronic. animatronic. Oh yes you did. I said in, in a animatronic or something <laughs> animatronic okay whatever just continue oh wait it's auto teller machine really so yeah. you were wrong as well well no I just realized that I was wrong whenever I looked at it again I didn't look it up or anything but it's auto teller machine all to myself <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he coerced him into providing his pen through the use of force. And I think we know what that means. It means through the use of force. Yeah, that's true. Violence and intimidation. Yeah. John was then taken in to Hilton's van to Nantahala National Forest and shot in the head with a twenty two Magnum firearm. You know, you think that they'd be able to stop him because he is 71 years old. Toothless. And he's lanky. And toothless. And he's toothless, exactly. Mm-hmm. So how could he even chew up the food at Huffwives? I don't know. He was gumming that shit. Yeah, he was. On October 22nd, 2007, at 7.37 p.m., which is very specific. 7.37, yeah. Hilton used the Bryant's ATM card in Ducktown, Tennessee, to withdraw $300. <laughs> Photos from the bank security cameras show a slender figure wearing a yellow raincoat, but the person's face was obscured, but consistent with Hilton's height and physical structure. Several strong matches for John Bryant's DNA were discovered in Hilton's van when he was arrested on January 4th, 2008. And in 2012, Hilton pleaded guilty to the kidnapping and the murder of the Bryants, for which he was sentenced to life in prison. Wow. On December 7th, 2005, Rosanna Miliani, 
26 years old, walked into a general store in Bryson City, North Carolina, with an older man with graying hair. The man told a clerk he was a preacher who traveled to campsites around the nearby Appalachian Trail. According to the clerk, to the clerk, <laughs> to the clerk, Rosanna looked nervous. The two bought a sleeping bag and walked out. Really? That was the last time anyone saw her alive. Oh. Rosanna was suffering from a bipolar disorder. Why didn't she, like, try to do something? She was scared. Two years after her disappearance, the store clerk phoned the authorities to say he might have recognized Gary Hilton with Rosanna that day in 2005. Oh, my God. It's a little freaking too late for that now. Just a tish. Yeah. Just missed it. Rosanna's father, Annabal Miliani, was convicted convinced that the man in the store was Hilton. She called me most every night to check in, he said. On December 6, 2005, she rang her dad from a Cherokee Ramada Inn, roughly five miles from Bryson City. Rosanna, who had taken the bus from South Florida to North Carolina earlier that day, told him she wanted to go hiking on the Appalachian Trail. The torso and legs of Michael Scott Lewis, 27, of South Daytona, were discovered on December 6 of 2007 in black plastic bags on the banks of the Tomoka River inside Tomoka State Park. His head has never been found. Uh, of course. Michael's Firebird was found in the parking lot of his apartment complex in South Daytona. That's a pretty nice car. Yes. The keys were still in the ignition, but the car was a considerable distance from Lewis's apartment. The length of a football field, actually. Lewis's unwashed laundry and two guitars were inside the car. The authorities had great suspicion that Hilton committed the crime but for this one, he was never charged. Huh? Oh, are you serious? But he does have already a couple of life sentences. He's also been sentenced to death, and he's been sentenced to another life sentence. So, I mean, he, he's pretty much in there. Yeah, but I mean. But no justice these for people him. people just seems like some ass wipes. And not real just good wipe, like Just one wipe ply. them all in there. Just It's just one ply. Just wipe it and you and throw it away. <laughs> you wipe it, your finger done went through it, now it's all on yeah, your hands. You don't even give it the courtesy of flushing it in the toilet. You just throw no, it in the trash No, and plus it now it's on your hands, and then you sniff your hands to see what it smells like. And you're like, oh my God, that's nasty. <laughs> oh my God. And then you're like, oh my God, I've got crap on my hands. Oh my so then you have to wash your hands and all that. Oh. You really are going into detail like you know it. I you're hate one-ply tissue. <laughs> Always get two-ply. Two-ply. Have you ever heard that song? Never. <laughs> That's actually a song, believe it or not. Was that all you got? Ripley's, for us? believe it or not. <laughs> Was that all? Have you got? ever heard of the song Tupla? <laughs> yes, that's all I've got. I think that's on Phineas and Ferb. If you ever watched that a little while ago. Wow. Yeah, about ten years ago, I heard that song. More like two years. So you got well that was very interesting and I 
I thought that it was pretty. I thought it was pretty good. Besides the people not doing anything, doing anything about it, you know what? I, the ex cop is what really. I just got don't me. understand it. Like this is about the same. I mean, it's similar to the last episode where we talked about the them not doing anything, the welfare system and stuff. Like oh that. yes, but this was an ex cop. But this was even an worse. Ex-cop should be getting. He shouldn't be picking up the crap and all that. If he would have done that, this was even with, worse. Though. Yes, because ex cop, he could have stopped this, nipped it in the bud. Exactly. Nipped it in the bud. That is. Okay, y'all. That's what we got for you today. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. See you next time.